This is the Friends of a Feather podcast, and I'm your host, Ren. Thanks so much for joining me. Every time I record, I get to talk to a friend who has a story to tell, or a dream that she's pursuing, or a passion that she wants to share. This episode is episode 23, and I get to chat with my friend, Emily. Emily is wife to Zach, who she met when she was only six years old, and a mom to three children, ages eight, six, and three. Emily is a blogger, a professional photographer, and a painter, among many other things that keep her busy. What I love about Emily is her warm Southern charm, her willingness to share about a really hard time in her life that really changed the trajectory of her life, and also her heart for revival in her town. We chat about a practical way that she dealt with grief as a teenager, about a precious moment that Jesus gave her when she woke up at 3 a.m. the morning we recorded this episode. Y'all will love Emily, and here's our conversation. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, good to be here. I have wanted to chat with you for a long time. Well, thank you. I've been looking forward to it. Well, good. Well, I first remembered you when I would fall. I followed you on social media. That's how I I met you, like (laughs) not in real life. And um, and I remember I was always knew you as Emily Joe Photo because that was your screen name. <laughs> my, old, my old screen name. That was yeah. your old screen name, right? Yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I would love to chat with Emily Joe Photo. And I told my mom that, and she goes, who? <laughs> and then I told her your whole name, and she goes, oh, well, yes, I know Emily. And she said, yeah. I didn't know what you were talking about when you said Emily Joe Photo. <laughs> so it was funny. But then I saw you. And we actually met in person about, I guess it was about a month ago at church. And I saw you in the hall and all I could think of was, hey, Emily Joe Photo. Like that's Funny. how I wanted to say hi to you. It was not hi, Emily. It was hi, Emily Joe Photo. Anyway, so crazy. But you were the sweetest thing. You came up and gave me a big hug like we had known each other for years. And I was like, we've got to be instant friends. We will have to be instant like friends. That with, I know. You know, church social media. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, um. Okay, so first off, tell us, you are, um, you're a mom, your wife, before we talk about your family, tell me right now, what is your husband Zach doing? Because you are, he's in a, a place that we just, we just need to hear okay. where is he right now. Yes, um, he works for the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, and he's a civil engineer, but he's on a emergency power team where they take generators to special needs facilities like nursing homes, shelters, hospitals during times of crisis. So when there's, there are big hurricanes, they send these teams out. Well, he just so happened to be deployed for Irma, and he was stationed in St. Thomas. And um, now Maria is coming through, and he had to stay because they have to have certain um, senior officials there to stay that know what's going on. So the Lord's protecting him and keeping him safe there, but it's been a definitely faith-growing time, um, understanding, you know. For sure. Uh, it's safety there, just trusting the Lord in that, so. And how long has it, when did he leave to go down there? He left, see, a week ago, let's see, two weeks ago, Friday. So he's been gone two weeks on Friday. And when and he'll he- be gone. He usually goes on a major hurt, like in Katrina, he was gone 45 days, and this is a similar event to Katrina. So I'm just having it in my head that it's 45 days, so I don't get my hopes up. Um, right, right. Okay, wow. So he well, was... October 20th or, you know, something like that. Okay. He'll be okay. back. And 
what so what other hur- hurricanes has he done? He's been at Katrina. He did that. Wow. Evan, um, of course, the Mississippi River floods, you know, that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but the major long term Katrina was six weeks. And then wow. he went back another three weeks. We didn't have kids at the time. Now we have three children. So it makes it a little bit. It's it changes things. Yeah. yeah. So you so. are experiencing how to be a single mom. I have a heart for military moms now. That Absolutely. So yes. To me, compassion in that area. Yeah. Um, but my kids have been great. They've been very brave. Um, and I think that's just prayer over them. So they've um, not been crying like I would have been as a child. I would have been so scared, but they're, they're right. strong. And so you so. tell them where dad is. They know where he is. And we FaceTime, which is good. The FaceTime works, but not the cell phone. So it's okay. Um, okay. interesting how that works because they have electricity. They can... Um, use Wi-Fi, I guess. So, okay. Okay. so that's been nice to be able to FaceTime certain times of the day, you know. Right. Yeah. Uh, now, how but, long have you and Zach been married? Zach and I have been married for 13 years. Okay. And we started dating when we were in ninth grade. So we were 15. <gasps> and so we've, um, we've been together a lot of our life and, um, we met when we were first grade. So we were friends. <gasps> What all our whole life, pretty much, we've known each other. I love that. Yes. So uh, I always liked him. Like I thought he was just so you know smart and cute and that kind of thing. And he just always saw me as a friend until ninth grade, and then it kind of all turned around. And he, you know, we started dating, and the rest is history. So we've been together ever since. Oh my goodness! So your families obviously knew each other with what y'all growing up in first yes, grade. Yes, yes. Uh, moms were like room moms and you know, <gasps> we have pictures together when we were 6 years old and it's just kind of like a little, you know, childhood sweetheart kind of story. That is precious. Yeah. Okay, and so you have three children. Tell me their ages. We have Jonah who is 8, um Georgia who is 6 and Charlotte Grace who is 3, about to be 4. Okay. So they're She's... third grade, kindergarten and preschool. That's great. Well, I love how you... Go ahead. No, go ahead. It's the first year I've had everybody in school, so I kind of feel like a new woman. It's like, wow, I don't have to have childcare, you know, when I'm working, and Uh um, I can get so much more done, so that's been nice. It's a game changer because you have your days where you can do things and actually clean the house and actually get it clean. (laughs) (laughs) And get work done like you're, you know, and... They're not the first priority, you know, as far as they're they're taking care of at school, so it's nice to... Right. Right. To be able to work a little bit. But, yeah, that's you know. great. Okay, yeah. well, I want to kind of go back. So okay. you knew Zach as a friend growing up and then um, in high school. So I'm assuming y'all were still, well, yeah, ninth grade. Y'all were yes. um, started dating. And um, and there was something I read on your blog. You have, you're a blogger. You're, um, you own your own photography business. Um, you paint. <laughs> and you have three children. And you're you know, really involved with them and your husband. And so how, okay. So back to when you were, um, in high school and you Mm -hmm. were 17, there was something Mm -hmm. that happened that was, that was devastating. Um, I kind of just want to start by saying there's just some people who come into your life and you don't realize it when they're coming into your life, but God places them there for a specific reason to, change the trajectory of your life, you know, change your path. And, um, my best friend, Laura, was that for me. Um, we met in the seventh grade and we were just fast friends, you know, just 
really close. We never got tired of being around each other. We were inseparable. Mm -hmm. I was like her parents' kid. She was a kid at my house. Our parents just adopted each other. We would, you know, you didn't have to even knock on the door. You'd just go in and out. Mm, Um, Very close. When, When we were in high school, you know, her brother went off to Ole Miss when we were freshmen in high school and our dream was we were going to go to Ole Miss where he was and be roommate. So Uh my senior year in high school, that's, that was the plan. We were excited about all the fun stuff in in high school and we were going to room together at Ole Miss. Well, New Year's Eve, um, of that year, um, I came home with my, I was out with my parents. We were going out to eat for New Year's Eve and went to see a movie. My phone was ringing when I came in the door it was my friend, and he said, um, Emily, Laura has been in a wreck. And I said, um, is she okay? You know, and, and he said, um, I've heard that she is dead. And all I remember, it's like my world just stopped, mm. collapsed on the floor and just started screaming. And, um, my, of course, my parents ran back to my room and, um, Everybody was just surrounding me, and I couldn't even talk, and Mm -hmm. finally uttered the words. And, of course, my mom tried to be the calm rock, and she said, let's just call and check this out. We'll take you to the hospital. And so she tried to really, and that calmed me down, and Mm -hmm. I kind of got okay. And then we went to the hospital, and we found out, you know, it was the truth. So Mm -hmm. um, from that moment on, I remember being in the hospital and I was a, I was a believer at the time. I, I've been raised in a Christian home. We've been in church. Um, my parents laid a great foundation of faith. But until that point in my life, I didn't own my faith. You know, your parents can take you so far. They didn't. I believed in my heart. But as far as, I mean, the taking on your day. own testimony, like I was just right. a good girl. I went to church. I did the right things. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of thought in my head, well, if I do all this, a, B, and C right, then I'll be blessed, you know, mm-hmm. and um, just that spiritual immaturity in my head at 17, you're just a child still in a way. Mm-hmm. So about owning my faith, you know, thinking of how my parents couldn't fix it, you know, my whole life, I feel like there's that scripture, the Lord is my shepherd. I think my parents have been my shepherd. I loved my parents. Mm-hmm. My parents took care of me. I looked to them and I trusted Jesus for my salvation, but um they were the ones I really looked to to care for me. And my mom and my dad could not fix the pain that that was Mm. what's happening to me. And if you take back to me at 17, I was very shy, timid, um, dependent on my friends, dependent on my parents. Um, I'm a different person now, but I would not have been had this not happened to me. So um, I just remember being in the the emergency room, waiting room, and my family surrounding me and crying and saying, I'm not going to Ole Miss. I'm not going by myself. No, no, no. You know, and mm-hmm. they all said, you, don't worry about that right now. You're going to go. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, that just, I, I went, but had I had not been for her, I never would have gone. And, mm-hmm. and, um, that was a whole, you know, ministry in itself. But, um, you hear stories. I heard a story just yesterday at church about a lady who was 15 thrown from a vehicle and she felt she was carried by an angel and she had not a scratch, but yet Laura, the same thing instantly mm-hmm. she's passed away. But it's the, um, I feel like that's just the Lord's, I mean, that was the Lord's plan for her life. And I had to accept that. At the time at 17, I think you think, in my head, I heard all these people quoting scripture to me. Um, God will work all things together for the good of those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. And I think the next few years I, after that, I just spent trying to work out what that was. And you can't know at that time what God is doing. But at 37 almost, 
I look back, you know, 20 years and I think, wow, God, what have you done through um, sorrow, you know, through brokenness to to make me more like you. So, so you really kind of, that's when your faith kind of had legs and started walking. Yeah. Have you heard of that where they say, well, you're, your yes. faith has like legs and now you're walking. Um, did you go through any, like, I mean, I'm sure you went through the stages of grief where you're angry yes. and denial. And did you see a grief counselor? Did you see a counselor at your church? Did you talk to your mom about it? How did you deal with it? And I never went to a grief counselor. Um, looking back, you know, maybe I should have, cause it took me a long time to get past a lot of things, but the Lord was my counselor, just yeah. like it seems, totally. And he um, strengthened me in ways that nobody could, nobody else could have or fixed me, you know. Right. So. How sweet, because yeah. um, they always say that the times that you grow the most or that you cling to the Lord the most are the hard times. And right. so that was a huge deal, a huge yes. devastating time when you were young and impressionable, which was, you know, the Lord's plan I- for you. Yes. And I could have gone either way. And that's why I say it's so important for parents to lay that foundation and be faithful to, you know, they taught me the hymns. They taught me the word. They took me to church. I had that in my heart. Although I thought following the rules kind of was like, that was the fruit, I guess, was that I behaved, you know, Mm -hmm. and when the fruit really comes from brokenness and that's what I have seen in my life, he didn't promise us an easy road. And before this point, it was like I thought Christianity meant e- easy road. And um, he, I'm so thankful. I'm, I'm so sorry my friend is gone. I miss her every day. I think of her mm-hmm. every day. Um, I had these moments where it's like I'm 17 and my heart back again. And I can mm-hmm. just, I just feel like I can almost touch her. She's just, um, and I know mm-hmm. I'll see her again. She's a believer. She was a believer. and um, But it's, it's, it took that for me to do what God has done in my life. And so sovereignly, he put her in my path, knowing her path, um, to bring me where, you know, I needed to be. Uh, and that's part of your story. And it is. And that's how I'm sitting here. I mean, honestly, I don't think I'll be sitting here today. A, the Bellevue thing. I, I ended up working at Bellevue for three years. I love Bellevue. We drive 45 minutes to Bellevue, but, um, Bellevue has done so much for me. I just try to give back in the way that I can. And that's so important for church. And your parents were so wise to do that and to, mm-hmm. to, to, you know, know that, hey, we need to, whatever church it is. But the yeah, church the Lord that just is, led them there. You know, they right. heard Dr. Rogers on TV. And for some reason, I mean, it's it was God's reason. But yeah. obviously it was what God was leading them to do. So. Yeah, yeah. And just for them to do that and to have that um, wisdom to do that and that has and changed I, you. I also want to talk just a more practical way for children who are going through hard times. Just if somebody's listening that has a child that's gone through, I used a lot of scrapbooking at the time, you know, like mm. um, I took all of my pictures of her and I compiled them in a book, every card she'd given me, things that were special and had it in one place. And so that was very therapeutic for me and probably because of my personality with creativity and mm. that part. But that, um, I still have it. I brought it out today um, Mm. in here just looking through. But um, it's a place I can always go back to. I can show my kids. I can tell them the stories. I'm so thankful my mom, you know, allowed me to do that or help me with that because it helps my heart to heal, you know, through that. Yeah, that's a great Um, practical advice. Oh, I love that. And especially something for you to look back on, but also to see I mean, how you, that was your counselor. I mean, Jesus was your counselor, but your practical, something you can touch was And he uses our gifts. I think he uses our gifts um, to help us heal, you know, as well. And then the things 
um, that he continue, he continued to use this in my life to minister to other people. Um, you know, I prayed for a long time for another best friend. That was a thing about her. Mm. Thought I'll never have somebody like that again. And I prayed for many years that the Lord would bring a faithful friend. And uh, my friend Terry, you know, came into my life about five or six years ago, and her son was diagnosed with um, leukemia. And my daughter was the same age, and they became really close friends. And so, through this, God has shown me, okay, I taught you how to go through this. You know, the lose, loss of seeing parents lose a child, losing a friend, you know, a, all that separation and uh, grief. And so now I'm able to help my friend through her grief and my daughter through her grief because I've been there before. Mm. So it's just a big, there's a bigger picture in life we can't see that mm. continues to work its way. Did they uh, lose their child through leukemia? Mm-hmm. He passed away like, about a year ago um, in October. Wow. So, so um, but yeah, it's just interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's God's graciousness to do that through yes. that. Well, thanks for sharing me with that. Yeah. That, that's, Definitely. that's, a, I know a special thing, but a private thing. So I appreciate you doing that. Yes. I know there's yeah. people out there that need to, to hear that. There's hope and there's um, hope and grief and um, God is faithful to get us through and to make us stronger and to use it abundantly in our lives to help. The, through ministry of others so well I also want to talk about your photography business so yes. you are a photographer how did you hone your skills did you just wake up one day and say I'm really good at taking pictures or... <laughs> uh, it started it, a lot of things when I started really young um I met Zach when I was six and I got my first camera when I was six so I don't know everything started when I was six are you serious um, yes I wanted to be a photographer from the time <gasps> I was a little bitty girl. Oh. And mom, I have crazy pictures of my mom and my sister. They would die if they ever made a public appearance. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think I do street-leading poses. And, I you know, love it. Like I have lots of pictures in my mirror, you know, with the flash. But, um, oh. yeah, it's uh, I just loved it. In my uh, graduation gift, my dad got me an Icon um, camera, film camera at the time. Okay. But, um, wanted to be an art major and my parents had never argued with it they were good to go with it and they trusted me so I went to Ole Miss and I majored in art they didn't have a photography per se major but I did graphic design photography emphasis and so um just I immediately when I graduated college I started my photography business on the side so I worked during the week as a graphic designer and every afternoon after school, I mean, after school, after work, I would go to, um, I got school on the brain. After work, I would go and do my photo shoots. And then on the weekends, I'd do my photo shoots. And then at lunch, I would go to the lab over on Summer Avenue, take my film, develop it, you know, get them to develop it, deliver it. them to my clients. It's a lot of work. I worked two jobs basically for several years. Wow. And yeah. That's the old days of the film. Then the digital revolution happened and it made it a little easier. Uh-huh. So, uh, Wow. I began, uh, I built up my business enough to go full-time in 2008. So that was before I had any kids. I did photography full-time for a year. I did weddings. I did everything. Okay. Um, and then I had Jonah in 2009 and gave up the wedding portion and just kept the babies, families, and okay. that kind of thing. So today, do you specialize in babies and families? Babies, families, seniors. Yeah, that's not okay. typical. Okay. Lots of babies. Mm-hmm. And do you have a studio or do you go to them? I had a studio on the square for a while before my third baby was born, and then we bought a bigger house, and so I have the upstairs of my house um, is my studio. So I've oh. got a big, huge window and backdrops you can see you said behind me. I love the backdrops. Y'all, if y'all can see this, there's polka dots, there's Christmas stripes, 
There's red Stir. and and like lime green polka dots. There's oh, I like that one. What's the one on the right? Like the far right? What's that one? That one looks like Hold on. this one or yeah, or, that one. This one is the twall bunnies, like for Easter. <gasps> They're twall and bunnies, boys, baby boys. Um, oh, yeah, goodness. it's fun. It's lots of fun. So I, I do a lot of work outdoors, but I have indoor for my newborns and a baby, you know, photography. Okay. So, so when do you do that? How do you balance all that with, you've got three kids, you've yes. got a husband and he's, um, out of, okay. out, <laughs> out of, out of the vicinity <laughs> right now and, and they're in school, but you, you know, are doing that and then you're painting on the side. Where do you find time for all of it? When do you, photo okay. when do you photograph? Well, when um, when I had Jonah, I hired a nanny, and so she worked for me three days a week when he was a baby. Then I had Georgia, and I cut back to two days a week, but I still had somebody coming to my home. So I'm working That's here great. at home, or at the time at the studio, some, but um, and I'd have a person here taking care of them and that kind of thing. So that gave me time for them to be taken care of and me to vote to my work. And then I'd be off with them two days a week. Yeah. And, and then you're still in your home. I mean, you're still so at I'm arm's still length. And I check on them and I've always been there for them. And then, um, now that they're in school, I've just flip flopped my schedule a little bit and I work mornings when they're all in school because my daughter's in preschool half a day and then my afternoon appointments my mother-in-law and uh, my mother help with the kids um, and then when Zach's home I'll do sunset sessions after supper you know sometimes uh, yeah so, and they're uh, gorgeous I saw the new um uh picture you posted of um you and the three kids yeah. outside yeah. and it's yeah. beautiful that last night so my cotton sessions start tonight so that should be <gasps> fun Oh, but, cotton. Uh, it'll be a fun, yeah, um, fun few weeks. I love it. I love it. I love cotton. I'm obsessed. I have a tobacco basket and I have little, I mean, they're not real cotton. Well, I had one little fake, little cotton ball, but then now I got some big, long cotton. Mom got Stalk. them for me. Yes, yeah, stalks. Yeah. And I have I love them that. in yeah. there. So yeah. I love, I love that look. The yes, rustic and all that. Farmhouse. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. I love, I love that. Okay. One more thing I didn't ask you about Zach. Tell me and tell our listeners what was so important about 3 a.m. this morning. Yes, at 3 a.m., I mean, I literally, it felt like I just was startled awake or jolted awake. And it just like, I mean, boom, something I felt like in my spirit I needed to pray. And so I got up and prayed for him. And um, he texted this morning and he said, that storm was freaking me out. That's what he said. He's never, he doesn't overreact. He's usually very calm. And he said it was horrible around 3 a.m. And so I had been praying for him. And then several people on Facebook said they woke up and were praying at 2.30 or 3 for him as well, which I think is evidence of the Holy Spirit at work. And um, the church believers in general have reached out to me in such a big way through this. And it's been very encouraging to see how many prayer warriors there are and how many people care, you know, and it's and amazing. Those, and those prayers are answered. And that is just, when I, when I saw that and that he said it was the worst at 3 a.m. Yes. That's today. I mean, that's today. That's we're recording in September. I'm going to post this in October, yes, but we're recording in September, September 20th. And at 3 a.m., Yes. The storm was the worst, and you were praying, and then, like, others, I saw in the comments, yes. others were praying that... And he said, you know, he was... amazing. He used the word scared, but I think scared would be an appropriate uh, word. Yeah. yeah. It's that wind's just horrible, and um, 
So, and he's never been through a hurricane like that before. So, it's yeah. Well, and, and he's in the Caribbean. So, I mean, it's yeah. not, there's not a lot, he's you like know, it's islands. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's yeah. islands. So, you don't really have a lot of places to go. Yeah. Um, what is the best thing we can do for, for him and for the people down there in St. Thomas? I just, I, I have a really heart, a heart for those people. I feel like they've been forgotten a little bit. Um, there are um, two organizations. Tim Duncan, who's an NBA player, he Zach has seen him on the ground. He he's used to play for the Spurs. Um, he's he's from there. He experienced a hurricane when he was 13, and he's using his his hurt from that and giving back, which I think is awesome. So wow. he's taking up donations. Um, you can just probably Google it's it's on my Facebook page, but you can Google Tim Duncan okay. um, to look for that. Kenny Chesney also has started the Love for Love Foundation, which Love for Love City Foundation which is for the Virgin Islands, um, giving, getting resources to them. Um, and I've been looking around, you know, I've, I've just trying to look for people who are practically, you know, giving now, you know, because right. it's a lot of needs and they live day to day there anyway. And then on top of that, their resources have been taken. You know? Right. And tell me what Zach took with him to eat. Cause there's no food. <laughs> tell him, yeah. I mean, here's the story. So Thursday night before he left, he went to Walmart with the kids. I was working and he picked up a few snack type items thinking I'm probably not going to go tomorrow. Well, he gets mm. to work and okay, you're going like, now you're getting on a military plane and you're going <gasps> and we didn't get to say goodbye. Or oh, wow. Anything. I met him in Millington and gave him his uh, allergy medicine, but I, I didn't know what he packed. And so he got cliff bars, which they do have a little protein in them. And he got um, pop tarts and just small <laughs> snacky type guy things, you know? Yeah. And so he's like, I've been living off this, because they didn't have food. I mean, there was nothing there, no no restaurants. Wow. No. When he was in St. Croix, at first, before they could get to the island, they had a few little restaurants open at night. He could get a meal. Mm-hmm. But once he got to actual work work, there was nothing. And you just don't think. And I think this has prepared me. To, and I hope when he comes back, he'll do some little training classes to tell us, well, when the power grid goes down or we have emergencies, mm-hmm. what types of things do we need to have on yes. hand? Yes, so, it's good to live know. That. Right. And so... Um, I got in contact with some people and they, they got them some supplies, but, uh, it just, it kind of, it overwhelmed me, for, not only for him, he had things to eat, but these others, no, mm-hmm. they were saying literally there's no food there. So, mm-hmm. um, wow. it just breaks my heart. I yes. just, yes. and then he said being there, they're all standing in line and the emergency personnel gets to jump line and it makes them feel terrible because the people mm-hmm. are just waiting for food and, mm-hmm. you know, resources and things. Wow. Well, so. well, I'll put this on Insta Stories today because this yes. won't post for another month. So I'll go ahead and put that on Insta Stories today so that we know. I'll look up these organizations so we can link to it and then people can start doing yeah, it immediately. Yes. For, for sure. That. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. You are yes. a painter. That's what I'm going yes. to say. Painting, it's so crazy. Um, of course, I painted when I was younger and in, in college and everything. And I kind of gave it up once I got to be an adult because I was doing photography mainly. Yeah. But after um, my best friend's son passed away, I was just having a really low low time. And the first part of this year, I thought, you know what? I'm just going to pick up my paints again and start painting. Mm-hmm. So I just did it for myself, really, just to um, have, once again, the therapy through that. Right. And have some time to just think and process. I'd stay up late and just 
have a music and my paint and uh, people started liking what I was posting. So I started yeah. selling some commissions and it's not the main thing I do, but I just right. enjoy it as a, almost like a stress reliever um, sure. for me. Yeah. So and they're beautiful and you're very artistic. <laughs> you know, that's where you, do, have you ever done one of those personality types or like, yes. have you, I'm, yes. I'm all, I'm kind of all up in it right now because yes. you know, um, you're definitely on the artist, that artistic, the artistic side. Yes, definitely. I am too. But, so that's fun. Yeah. It's fun. I don't yeah. paint, but <laughs> but yeah, but, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Oh, awesome. So here's my next um, segments: eat, read, pray, love segment. So I'm a big snacker. I love to eat. <laughs> what mm -hmm. do you like to snack on? Okay, my mom has gotten me hooked. I have one right here. These RX bars. You what? See that? <gasps> oh, I saw okay. that somewhere online. <laughs> I'm terrible about like getting up in the morning and drinking my coffee and rushing around and not getting anything to eat. Yes. And then my kids, you know, I'm getting them at school. And one day, like my blood sugar and blood pressure dropped right at the beginning of the school year. And I ended up in the ER because I thought, I'm dying. What is going on? Oh, no. But it was just like some vitamin deficiencies and like um, just not taking care of myself you know we just don't put our oxygen mask on first we <laughs> right 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 exactly it's everybody else and then us this is good for you it's like three egg whites six almonds four cashews two dates and it's i mean just free soy free dairy free but okay. it's just a good little i eat like a little half of it for breakfast or and i have it at my desk just snack on so that i don't just not you know take yeah. care of myself yeah that. that's good i know so, that's good then, advice okay this look are they yummy very yummy. It, it it's, um, curbs your sweet tooth. Like, I'm a sweet tooth person. I'm trying not to eat so much sugar, so it's okay. good for that. It's got a chocolatey taste okay. to it, even though it's a Okay. I'll have to. Where'd you find it at? Kroger has them here. Okay. Sure. And they're in the, like, section with the Laura bars and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. And then this. Okay, I know, Lindsay, and you were talking about the LaCroix, but yes. I think you'll like this better. The Hansons. Have you okay. seen this? No. Okay. It's a little bit better tasting to me. Okay. That's yeah, I'm check that out. I'm struggling. Yeah. I did try her. Um, my mom bought some cherry limeade, or not yeah, cherry limeade, but the one that yeah. um, Lindsay yeah. had. And it's better than the others. So I was like, I could maybe do this one, but the it's others. So this one is a little bit, It's what's the flavor? The flavoring's berry, but it's just a tiny bit less bitter than those. Okay. That's, yes. So okay. I think you'll like it. I'll try it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good. Okay. Tell me, if you're a big reader, what are you reading right now? Okay, I've, I've read a lot of books this year just because I purposed that to do that. Mm -hmm. But right now I'm doing Sally Clarkson books. So okay. Sally Clarkson is my favorite. Do you know her? I all? follow her on Instagram, but I have not okay. read anything of hers. I like her because she's like our mom's age and she's raised four kids and she's yes. got personality type kids and um, she's very intentional about making a warm and inviting home and kind of like a little bit in a just a um, idyllic old not old-fashioned but just just the way things used to be kind of way and I, that's okay. the kind of home I want for my kids I want them to have simple appreciate the simple things and have just that warm inviting feeling and so she really writes a lot about that she's got a book called um, the life-giving home that's the one I'm reading through right now and it has it's monthly like it has every month so she gets ideas of what to do with your kids during the seasons awesome. and what she Traditions and maybe start some new family traditions of your own. I love it. I and love then she's that. got life giving table is coming out um, 
in October, I think, October 3rd. And it's going to be more of her recipes and stuff. So, oh, okay. I heard her speak in Nashville and fell in love with her. And I listen to her podcasts a lot too. So, okay, okay. An encouragement, okay, I like. good. I will look those up for sure. Those sound really yes. good. Yes. Okay, so what are you praying for? Obviously, the hurricane. Yes, <laughs> the hurricane. yes, and Zach. Yes. Um, my heart, our, our heart, Zach and I, is just revival. Um, we were planted here in our, our town of Covington, Tennessee, where we grew up. We go to church in Memphis. He works in Memphis, but the Lord has led us to raise our children here. And we have a heart to see people awakened and, um, you know, saved and just awaken to the truth of the Lord and how wonderful he is. And um, I try to help with having neighborhood Bible studies with kids. And we've done different community type things like that. But um, we love to pray for the revival of people in our area. And um, and I love so, that. I think a lot of families are praying that and a lot of churches are praying yes. that just to have that revival. And um, it starts in us. You know, yes. we have that tagline at church. It starts on us. And so I love it. Sunday, it's been on my heart. You know, he said, if you see, you know, poverty in your community, you know, do you talk about it or do you just have a heart to want to help? And and that's kind of where I am. I'm praying, Lord, I see poverty and around me. I know there'll always be the poor among us, but how do we help people out of that? You know, how do we, um, I'm, I do a rise to read here. I, we started in our school here in Covington and awesome. I, that's the first step, you know, the education and, and reading and. Right. I feel like long term, that's another thing you can't see right now what it's doing, but long term, I feel like that's going to have a benefit Absolutely. to these kids. Well, and also, I think that's when I first started hearing about you or seeing you. I think you wrote for Missional Motherhood blog. Yes, yes. And that you started a vacation Bible school, but it was like out. It wasn't oh, like, at a, yeah, it was like at a stage or something in yeah, Covington. Well, we had a little, well, yeah, we've done that at the stage in Covington on the square when we lived close to the square. And now we live just a little further out, but, um, we moved into actually neighborhood with kids. And so the first summer we were here, I said, kid, you want to do this here? Because we've got kids are in our yard all the time. Why not? So we brought the VBS material and just kind of did it with them, the That's songs, great. all that kind of stuff. So That's great. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, well, that's awesome that you're doing all that. What are you loving these days? It could be anything. Okay, um, a couple of things. First thing would be, um, okay, Tuesday morning, the women's ministry. I've never gotten to do the Tuesday morning Bible study. I love it. Like, it's that's the most awesome. refreshing. My mom retired this year, so she goes with me and my oh. friend Terry that I told you about. So yeah. we uh, started two weeks ago, but love it. Love the music, love the feeling, the presence of the Lord. It's just refreshing, refreshing to your soul. So that'd be the that's, first thing. Okay. The second thing is I'm just like dying for laughter in this the way the world we live in. So like I'm going back and revisiting the old sitcoms we grew up on with my kids, like the Cosby show and those types of shows. Yeah. You know, they're still funny and they're clean and I was gonna say yeah. they're wholesome and they're yes. good. I know. I grew up on uh, I love Lucy and Andy Griffith's show. Yes, our parents' show. Yes. Yeah. Just, yeah, just, I don't know, I love it. So That's all I could visit. watch. I mean, that's all they would let me watch is videos of, videos, I'm dating myself too, no DVDs, um, of um, the Lucy show, or I Love Lucy and the Andy Griffith show, and then in the car, we could only listen to oldies. 
I could listen oh, yeah. to any radio it's, station. I, I mean, my kids would still listen to the oldies of my parents. <laughs> I <laughs> mean, thing. he's starting to get his own taste in music. He's like, can we turn it off this oldies? That's, yeah, yeah, that's all it was. Because it's wholesome. You knew it was going to be like good. double oldies now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And then they're like, oh, yeah, it's old. And then it's like in the, in the early 90s. You're like, that's not old. <laughs> At all. We're looking like sixties and seventies. That's old. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so tell me where we can find you on social media. Okay, uh, my photography is at epc underscore photography, and then um, I have a Facebook page. Um, I think it's under Emily Payton Cook Photography or EPC Photography. You can search either way. And um, yeah, that's I love it. it. I love your middle name. I love Payton. What's my maiden name? But yeah, I oh, kept your maiden it. name! I didn't know that. It's okay, so I kind of kept just added cook on. Yeah, um, I love it. That, um, and then I have garland. Garland of Grace is where I put my art. Garland of Grace. Yes, and um, I love that. I love that name. How did you come up with that name? Okay. Um, well, I always love the name Garland Grace for a girl, and mm. it came from a psalm. You know, the psalm that says, "You know, listen to your." father and mother, father teachings, it will be a garland of grace around mm. head. And so I thought that was such a beautiful thing. And my friend, Laura, her parents were going to name her Laurel. They told me that when she was little, I thought Laurel and Garland, it's kind of the same. Kind uh-huh. of yeah. So, um, I, I just thought, well, I'm going to use Garland of Grace because I like the whole I love thing. It. So that, that's where that came from. And what is on there? That is your painting is on Garland of Grace on Instagram. Any, um, any graphic design. I still do like little graphic design. If I want to post just a little fun scripture, it's just a place for me to kind of artistically express myself in one little spot where I've got a record of it. So, right. yes, yeah, like what they see. I love you know, it. I for y'all, so. Okay, good. Thank you for talking to me. I enjoyed it so much. Oh, yeah. I just enjoyed finally getting to sit down and talk with you, and now we'll be good friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll be good. Yeah. I feel like I know you forever now. I know. So. I know. Your mom, too. You know, I worked oh, with her. Um, see, so. okay, that's how she knew you. As yeah. Emily, not Emily Joe Photo, but I knew yeah. you. Yes. She is a breath of fresh air and sunshine. Yeah. Oh, I love her. you're so sweet. She is. She is. I love her. Well, thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. We're going to keep praying for you. We're going to keep praying for your kids and keep praying for Zach thank and the you, people in you. the Caribbean for sure. Yes. I appreciate it. We feel them. Fill your prayers. We well, you have a great day. All right, you too. All right. Thanks so much. Talk to you later. Talk Bye. you later. Bye. Y'all, wasn't Emily the sweetest thing? I definitely have got to know her better. Um, I wanted to read you a little article that she sent me that her local paper published about the time that she was married. And it's called Young Crush Turns to Love for Just Friends. I'm going to read a little bit of it. She sent it to me right after we recorded because I just couldn't get her story off my mind. And I just wanted to know more about it. And um, it says, in ninth grade, Emily was too shy to force the issue beyond being just friends with math whiz and rising baseball star Zach. But longtime pal Laura wasn't. Since age six, Emily had a crush on Zach. I have a picture of a Cabbage Patch doll that I drew, and it has Zachary written on his shirt. My mom saved it. My sister always teased me. You like Zach? My friends always knew I liked him. But Zach? I had no clue. She was a really good friend, but I never looked at her that way until... Until Laura, her friend, gave these two Covington, at Covington High a push. She invited Emily over to her house. Come at 9 p.m., she said. And she also told Zach, at 9 o'clock, don't be late. 
Candles flickered on the patio. Zach was there as Emily arrived. I thought she wanted me there. He thought I wanted him there. It was a trick. The next four nights, Zach phoned. The fifth night, I asked her to be my girlfriend, and they've been together ever since, says Emily, when she was 23. We haven't missed a day, says Zach. We were each other's first love for sure because we didn't even know what love was. Our parents, we were taught the same morals and values, Christian values, respecting authority and loving the Lord. On that foundation in their friendship, they built toward marriage. So it's all like a little fairy tale, says Emily. In the pew behind her parents at the wedding were Laura's parents. Laura likely was there, but in spirit. Laura, she's our angel, Emily says. She got us together. I was so close to her, but God knew that she was going to be taken away from me. It's like Zach took over where she left off. And that article was written by Anita Hawk. Thank you, Emily, so much for sharing your story. And if you have someone going through something that's similar to this, share it with them so that they can be encouraged and just hear Emily's story and just the hope that she gives and that her hope is found in Jesus. You can find Emily on Facebook and also on Instagram at EPC underscore photography and also at Garland of Grace where she shares some of her painting and just a lot of encouragement. So you definitely want to follow her over there. Again, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Be encouraged and share this with a friend and hang on for a couple seconds after the music because there's a couple of bloopers. See you next time. Thanks, guys. Y'all, wasn't Emily the sweetest? I really enjoyed chatting. Chatting? I enjoyed chatting with her. Okay, so um, you are a photographer too. Wait, I already said that.